Welcome to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 10. My guest today is University of Northwestern Communications Chair and Professor Mark Senius. Hey, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's great. I'm so glad that you're here. And we'll just dive right in because there is a lot to talk about. <laughs> there a lot is. going on. <laughs> yeah. So, well, first, I'd like to say I'm, a, I'm not a theologian at all. So, uh, just a bumbling disciple, much like uh, the buffoons me. you read about in the Bible. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. Don't you just feel like a, like a kinship with them often? Oh, yeah. So, just, you know, you get, you know, Jesus picked us to hang out with them. And it's like, but, you know, you know, just trying to reduce the gap between what I say and, you know, and what I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's just dive right in. What, yeah. you know, what was standing out to you in this chapter? So, yeah. So Luke 10 is what we're uh, looking at today. And I think it's just a good word for us, especially kind of with the pandemic and, you know, the raging sort of binary culture war that is at us. And even, you know, you look at Luke 10, like one zero, like binary one zero, Luke mm-hmm. 10. That's chiropractic kind of bending over to find some sort of meaning in that, but it's just Luke 10. So <laughs> anyway, so, you know, I just think it's interesting how this whole passage is about Jesus just sending us all out, right? Mm-hmm. He sends the 72. And so it's kind of like us. We're just, he sends us out. And so we're going to go and, you know, we don't have anything with us. You know, nothing. I mean, just basically your clothes and a a staff or whatever. That's about it. And he says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And I think that's really kind of just us as, you know, followers of who Jesus is, is to kind of just basically get out there. And you don't need anything. You just got to rely on God. Mm -hmm. And then you get to do things in his name. And you do some amazing things. And you heal people and talk to people. And I mean, and then you, you know, you go into people's homes and you profess peace mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. So I, I just find that very interesting how it starts out that we're just, you know, we're the we're ambassadors of Christ and he sends us out. And I think that that's a good correlation, at least in that first part of the of the book. And he says, you know, don't worry about it. You know, if people mm-hmm. agree with you or disagree with you. You know, it's like if they just if they reject you. That's like, you know, you're, you're lambs among wolves. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's on them, not on you. Um, but just kind of go you know, on your merry way. If they reject you, they're rejecting me and, you know, don't worry about it. So that's at least the first part is like, hey, we're all on this journey. We've, Jesus has sent us out. He's called us. And so here we go. And I think it's, I, I often think how much of a privilege it is when God par- like partners with us. What? Like right. you're going to partner with me? I, I get to be a part of what you're doing. And it's always such a privilege when you're a part of something and you know that God's fingerprints are all over it. And you got to be a part of it. That's right. such an amazing feeling. And you do. And you get all excited with all the work that God's doing. And yes. you get all excited. Look at look what I got to do for God. You know, you're doing cartwheels and <laughs> victory laps and all you, those kind of things. Have you been watching me? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then he says, hey, don't rejoice in that. Mm. I mean, that's, you know, don't rejoice in that. I mean, it's good, but like... What you want to rejoice is that you're in your Father's will, right? Mm-hmm. So that, and this is one of the few times where Jesus actually says the word rejoice. It's rejoice that your names are written in the book, mm-hmm. right? And so that we, we that Jesus is with us. So that's what we really want to that rejoice that God has chosen us and that we're in His book. And so that's what's celebrating. We have unity with Christ, and right. yes, He gets to do the good things, and we get to experience that part of the joy of the Lord. Rejoice in what the Lord has done through us, and not just look at all these great things I did in the Lord's name, because then it's about us and not about who God is and what He's working. What on. He's doing. Yep. Right. Yep. And and I love what you said too about that that we get to be ambassadors and be a part of what God is doing and being obedient to where He's leading and. I was thinking about those disciples being sent out two by two 
And thinking about the culture that they were being sent out into and that they didn't have anything with them, but they were being sent out into a culture that was all about hospitality. So when they went to a town, that town, those it was part of the culture to be hospitable and how it can, I think it can feel more difficult now to do that because it is still depending on God, but it's a different culture. Right. We're a little more, I mean, maybe we are more skeptical. Maybe they were just as skeptical back then. I mean, look at how Jesus was treated always with skepticism. So, right. yeah, but it's, I mean, especially now where it's, everything can be so public so quickly. But then, you know, Jesus pulls everybody aside and just says, you know, privately, it's like, you know, blessed are the eyes that see what you see. It's like you see who God is. You see who he is. And it's like rejoice, rejoice in the Father because you're, you know, we're, we're to be like little children, Right. Um, and so we want to reflect, we want to submit to the father. Like that's who my father is. God is my father. And so that's the, like, like a child, but you know, often, and I, yeah, it's, what's really cool about this whole thing is just this progression of all of these things that are on the road and how we, you know, might meet hospitality or whatever. So, so, um, then, you know, I think what's really cool is that then, you know, then of course you have lawyer expert guy that does, does think more highly of uh, highly of himself than he had to think and and basically like well what what do we do right and mm-hmm. well and, and he rightly says you know you gotta love the lord god with all your heart soul mind soul and strength right and love your neighbor as yourself and and then he tries to get all clever and that's great i mean that's we totally have to do that it's like well who's our neighbor you know thinking I, that's my gotcha statement and mm-hmm. then then jesus tells that great parable and i think the lesson about the good samaritan is that we as christians don't we just can't walk to the other side of the road. Mm. We're, it's so easy for us to do that, especially in you know this culture. We always seem to you know walk to the other side of the road, and we just have to avoid that and at all costs, you know, and I go mean, toward it. Right, and it's like you know somebody's just, you know lying bleeding on the road, and especially in the area of Minneapolis, you know, after George Floyd, I mean, it's just like here's an opportunity for people to go in and love a community that you know, regardless of whether you agree with people or not, or who they love or whatever. I mean, we just have, we need to love other people because that's what God called us to do. To go to broken places. And and that's part of that hospitality. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, just here I am, I'm here to help. And if they reject you, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, you don't have to believe what I believe, but you know, know this, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that if we go in with that sort of humility, which is what God is calling us to do, then the world will be a better place and we'll be able to see Jesus more often in, in people's lives, perhaps. And I think that, then there's that next passage where it's just like, oh, you know, we have Mary and Martha, right? Mm. So Jesus comes in. So, like, now we're in the home. We've, we're on the road where, you know, guys beat up on the side of the road. And I've often wondered, man, what if, what if that was one of the 72 that went out? I, I mean, I don't think it is. I mean, it's a metaphor. But it's like, what if it was? That would be very, very interesting. Just well, why are we crossing the road? And often it's because we're so busy, right? So then we get the Mary and Martha story. Or it's uncomfortable. Right. Like, I don't want to have to get involved in that mess. Yeah. And I heard someone speaking about this recently, about who was the Samaritan, and and they compared it to an enemy. To the audience that Jesus was speaking to, that Samaritan would have been about, like, an enemy. So who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is your enemy. And I was like, head oh, exploded. I mean. Absolutely. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Samaritan was, you know, kind of ethnically different. It yes. was, they were, um, you know, believed differently about what the Torah was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they were, t- yeah, they were totally enemies. And so it's like, we have to love our enemies, you right. know, that do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, right? From Romans. And, and then what does that love look like? Right. It was getting involved. It was right. actually 
getting into the mess. I'm just preaching to myself right now. Yeah. Getting <laughs> into the mess and the dirt and the and the hard. Of right. It. Absolutely. And so then here you have, you know, then you have this scene between Mary and Martha. And I just was like, you know, so Martha's just like busy getting everything ready, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I sometimes think it's like we're not sharks, you know, we're people. And so often in this world that, you know, like sharks, they have to like always be moving. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you know, if they're not swimming and eating, then they, they die. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, well, there's a lesson for that. We're people, right? And Jesus is calling us to slow down and stop. Be in the presence of the Lord. Don't be so concerned about making everything perfect and right and, you know, the flowers and the tables, you know, set. Just come on in. You know, my house is messy. Hallelujah, what a mess, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so just to kind of be where you are and to be in the presence of the Lord and show hospitality and um, I mean, yeah, clean your house or whatever, but just just take a moment to enjoy the people that you're that you're with. Yeah, I think hospitality generally in our culture, people think of it as exactly what you said: cleaning your house, making things nice, using your china and your silver and your crystal, and being fancy. But I think what hospitality is really about is what you just said. I think it's similar to the way that the Lord calls us to be with Him. It's saying, "Come in and be with me." in my space and just come and be a part. Yeah, to be gracious. I mean, be, show mercy. I mean, that's what that's what the Samaritan did with the guy on the side of the road. He showed mercy. And so God shows mercy on us. Oh, my goodness, all the time. And so here he is. If he, you know, he's, We're in his presence or we can be in his presence to slow and just feel God's mercy, feel his grace wash over us and let that be what, you know, that's the strength that we can get. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? Mm-hmm. He's the great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses, right? right? And so it's like, and he makes a promise. He's never going to stop doing good for us. So there's those promises that we have. And so to be able to sit and rest in him. There's a song, like nobody even knows the name of the song. It's one of those songs that kind of sticks out by Alan Le- Levy or Levi. And it's called Martha's World. And the chorus is, it's hard to be a Mary in a Martha's world. Because we're like kids, you know, uh, spinning around. We lose our balance if you twirl, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we get just mm-hmm. out of balance because, you know, if we get too caught up and just whatever yeah. and not paying attention to what's going on, we just are going to miss the everyday miracles in in life. And, you know, the everyday miracle of helping somebody, you know, a cup of cold water, just some guy's bleeding on the side of the road or whatever, you know, to help out and to truly give people what they what they need. I also like very firmly identify with Martha more than Mary in this scenario. And I always feel like I need to point out that later we see Martha, that she got it. Because later when, when Lazarus has died and she's like, you could have done it. You still could have done it. She makes this great statement of faith of understanding who Jesus is and that, that Mary understood and got to sit at his feet. And also Mary was a woman sitting at Jesus's feet, which was unheard of at that time. You wouldn't have disciple. You wouldn't have a female be a disciple to sit at the feet of a rabbi and learn from him. Uh, so we way undervalue women in the Bible. Way, way, way. It's all. It's kind of men. We're going to lead. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's just like, but we. I mean, there's such value in in the way that God interacts with with women and how women interact with Jesus. They often, I think, get it first. (laughs) Well, I I won't say no. Yeah. (laughs) I think, well, and it's been interesting to read Luke Luke as well because he seems to really bring that to the surface. I know we're not talking about Luke 8, but back in chapter 8, in the first three, there's just these first three verses, and it's basically about these women who were bankrolling Hmm. the ministry. 
Yeah. Played, yeah. played a huge role. Yeah, and I and I like how this Luke ten sort of you know begins to offer peace and it sort of ends offer peace, mm-hmm. right? And if we can if we if we have hospitable homes or we go into homes and be hospitable, you know, we'll be able to offer this offer peace and offer Christ and to be with us. And so there, we don't have to have fear of culture, you know. We can we don't we can stop at the you know in the middle of the road and help other people and you know, we don't have to be troubled by the things in this world, you know, don't be anxious. It's like it's so easy to get caught up in, you know, the the things of the day um, that we're supposed to be riled up about and we have the promises of God to cling to us. What can separate us? Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have nothing to fear in culture. We can engage culture. We we shouldn't be surprised when culture, you know, does something that idiotic. Because they don't, you know, it's like there's not um, an understanding or right. of who God is, right? And so, but we have to help people see that. And, you know, then it's up for, it's up to God to kind of help other people see him so they can see what they, you know, what we, what we see. Right. And if we're, as ambassadors, if mm. we're spending that time with him and clinging to him and and staying in, you know, it says pray without ceasing, you know, having that open communication and being led by where the Holy Spirit is leading you, yeah. then... And we talked about early too, him using us in his plan. That if we're just kind of going through the world with this openness and open-handedness of Lord, use me, use me as I go throughout my day, where I can, wherever I can be useful, then you'll start seeing things that you did not see before. Absolutely. I mean, hold fast to the Word of God, but then you know, have that open hand. Mm-hmm. So you know, we don't need fearful rhetoric. You know, like oh, this right. is the end of the world. You know, we don't need to have a henny penny theology and like oh, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Just like, well, how about we turn it around and like, here's what's good. Here's what's right. good. Here's mm-hmm. what's good mm-hmm. about who God is, instead of you know. Uh, Let's be countercultural, not right. anti-culture. Right, and yeah. so I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's things that are upsetting about culture, but again, we just, we, how, why are we so surprised? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, I mean, it hasn't, you know, nothing has really changed in two thousand, you know, for since right. the dawn of time. I mean, since, right. well, I mean, since Genesis three, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we are sinful; it's a broken world, right. but we have, and it's like, you know, why add more brokenness to it? Why not mm-hmm. add? some openness and some willing to love other people that don't believe what you believe. Because that's where Jesus hung out. He hung out with all the people that didn't believe. You know, he's the, the physician that came to be with the sick, the sick, not the people that, you know, the supposedly were well. Right? I because know. who does he have trouble with? The, the Pharisees the and the – yeah, it's always yeah, the church. Yeah. You know, it's like – once interviewed a guy and it's like, you know, what's the best thing about church? And he's like, the people. What's the worst thing about church? The people. people. You know, and it's just like, and yeah, because we get so caught up in, you know, this or that or theology debates and things. It's like, you know, there's really just two things. It's, you know, love the Lord God with all your mind, heart and soul and strength and then love your neighbor as yourself. And who's your neighbor? Kind of everybody. Your, your mm-hmm. enemy is your yep. neighbor. Everybody, including your enemy, or even including everybody, including your enemies, are your neighbor. And that is, you know, countercultural. It is. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, we're so easy. I don't want to hang out with that person. Oh, I wouldn't go to that church. Mm-hmm. That if we would just have a little bit more grace and, you know, kind of that slow to speak and listen to people's stories, learn about other cultures and learn about other people's experiences. And before, you know, what are the things that, you know, led to where people are and how did culture affect them and how can we be hospitable and show the grace and love of Christ uh, for, you know, he's the hope for every time in need, right? Um, he's the hope that never disappoints because of the right time. You know, while we're still sinners, all of us, no one's righteous, no, not one. Christ died for us. He came to die, right. give his life as a ransom. And it's like, man, that, 
to rest in that, to stop and just think about that. And it's like, you know, he saved us, gave us life for ransom. It's like, it's beautiful. And so how can we be that same way? You know, we all deserve to be on the cross, right? Mm-hmm. We, we deserve to die. And that's, and we do. But now here's Christ who comes and takes that all on. So now we can offer that same thing, you know, to think more highly of other people than we think of ourselves. Love your neighbor as yourself. Mark, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. This oh. was this was wonderful and was encouraging to me. And I'm I'm hoping all of our I'm sure all of our listeners will find it encouraging as well. Well, it's been my pleasure too. Thank you so much for inviting me and it's I mean, isn't it I mean, it's so wonderful to be able to add Jesus to any conversation. Mm-hmm. Even if people don't believe it, right? To just bring it and know you can rest in it and that he will bring the words to your mouth that you're supposed to say. So we rest and he does. He provides, you know. I came in here with, well, I did have some notes, but, you know. But I'm amazed at how much of the things that we talked about today are not on this piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for coming in. You bet. And thank you for listening to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss an episode. And we will see you tomorrow with Chapter 11. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.